Philippians chapter 4. Tonight is the sixth time uh, on our real life 2018. And again, I think our Wednesday night Bible studies are important. Wednesday night is important for our real life. Because to live a blessed life. I believe we need to have fresh word in us. And so the Wednesday night service is to just stir up and refresh and, and give you something more for life. And tonight I have a message I believe that is fresh from God. And it is for you. Say this is for me. And you might say, I'm not going to say that till I know what you're saying. <laughs> but I believe this is going to bless you and it's going to help you. And so get ready. Get ready to receive from the Lord. And hear what it is that he wants to speak to us tonight. But I want to talk about uh, God's provision. And for the next couple of weeks, I want to kind of just entitle this God's provision is dot 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 and we're going to talk about what God's provision is because a lot of people they, they ask well what is God's provision. How do I know when God provides? How do I know what's me? How do I know what's my mom? And how do I know what's somebody else? Well, I want to look at some things about God's provision. And I, because I believe this is something that that will continue to impact all of us until the day we die. We need to have God's provision daily. Amen. Amen. And you need to be looking for God's provision daily. Amen. Amen. This is not something that we occasionally just see God come through. I think when we are looking for God's provision, we will see God's provision. When we begin to be more thankful for all that we have in life. That every day we wake up and we can be thankful that we have, have a place to live and food to eat and clothes to put on our back. Place to live. Yeah, whatever it is that, that you have in life. That you would be thankful. Because you understand it comes from the supplier. And today uh, as we read here from Philippians 4. In this letter that Paul wrote to the Philippians. It's considered one of the more happy letters that Paul wrote. It, it, it kind of gives us a more 
personal side of Paul. Because Paul started the church of Philippi. He loved the Philippian people. Uh, he, and so he writes this letter differently to them than he did to, say, the Corinthians or to... Uh, the Romans because <laughs> he's not trying to correct anything here he's not writing them trying to answer all of their disputes he was just encouraging them and thanking them and so this is a very positive a very happy letter but you need to understand understand where this letter is coming from. This letter is coming from the end of Paul's ministry, the end of Paul's life. He has gone through all the things that he has gone through. He is now in, in uh, Rome and in his trial of his life. And uh, at the end of this trial, they will take his life. And so, uh, you know, it, it's, it's an amazing letter to understand what, what point in his life that Paul is writing this. What he is going through, the, the, the trials that are happening in his life, the difficulties having right now. And then for it to come across as one of the most positive and upbeat and happy letters that he would ever write. But before I read any of this today, I want, to, I want you to say something. I want you to just to declare this. Say, I have needs. But I am not needy. All right, let's say it again. I have needs. <laughs> but I am not needy. That doesn't translate? It doesn't go that well, yeah. Okay. Yeah. Anyway, what that means is this. <laughs> is that you are always going to have needs in your life. <laughs> but I, you know, everybody has needs. But I don't want you to walk around thinking that you're um, needy. I don't know, I don't know a better word. Uh, you know, we, we need to have peace in our life. We need to come to a place where we understand that, that I will always have needs. No matter how much money you make, you're going to have needs tomorrow. It doesn't matter what's going on in your life, there will be some needs that need to be met. No matter what's going on in life. You're going to have to have something tomorrow. It's the way life goes. But I don't want you walking around with a sad face. got so many needs. Nobody cares. And I'm just, I just, I just, you know, 
I've got needs. Everybody has needs. I don't want to hear about your sad story. I can tell you my sad story. Everybody has needs. You get that. Right? Everybody always will have needs. But I don't want us to be needy people. We, we need to be content. We need to be satisfied. We need to have peace in our hearts. We need to have hope for our future. And even though I have needs, I know all my needs will be taken care of because I serve a God in heaven who is alive. Amen. And so I want to I read what Paul writes here to these Philippians in Roman, or Philippians chapter 4. And I'm going to start reading here starting in verse 10. And he says, I rejoice greatly in the Lord that at last you renewed your concern for me. Indeed, you were concerned, but you had no opportunity to show it. Väga suureks rõõmuks isandas oli mulle see, et te viimaks jälle virgusite mõtlema minule, sest te ei olete ju mõelnud, aga teil polnud sobivad juhust. And when he talks about their concern, they had sent a financial offering to help Paul. Mida nad räägivad, millest ta räägib siin on see, et nad olid saatnud muidu Paulusele and so uh, goes on in verse 11 it says and I'm not saying this because I am in need for I have learned to be content no matter what the circumstance he said I am content no matter what the circumstance. How many of you could say that about your life? This should be our goal. That if I have a phone or not, I'm content. If I have uh, you know, money to eat at McDonald's or I have money to eat at a very nice restaurant, I'm content. That we would be content in any circumstance. And it goes on to say in verse 12. I know what it is to be in need. How many know what it is to be in need? And he goes on to say this. He said, I know what it is to have plenty. How many know, how many know we got plenty? For some of you, that's like the first of the month and the end of the month, but we won't talk about that. <laughs> and it goes on to say this. I have learned the secret of being content in every situation, whether fed or hungry, whether living in plenty or in want. He's learned a secret. He's learned a secret. And he didn't say, I'm going to hide it from you because it's my secret. <laughs> He's going to tell them what this secret is. And so he said, I've learned the secret of being content no matter what my situation. 
Tõenäoliselt, et ma oskan olla kõigega rahul vastavalt vaatamata olukorral. And then in verse 13. Ja 31. salmis. Says, and I can do all things through him who gives me strength. Ütleme, ma suudan teha kõik tema läbi, kes teeb mind vägevaks. That's awesome. Listen to what it says in the Amplified. I can do everything to fulfill his purpose. I am self-sufficient in Christ's sufficiency. And I am ready for anything. He was ready for anything. What does that mean? That means he was ready to have plenty and he was ready to have nothing. It wasn't going to change him. Because he's ready. How many know when you're ready, you can handle it? And so he wasn't saying, I just want it to only go good. And if it doesn't go good, I'm going to write you another letter and really complain. No. He said, I'm ready for anything. I can do anything through him who gives me inner strength. And confident peace. He had an inner strength. And he had confident peace. And he could do anything through Christ Jesus who was strengthening him. And then in verse 14 he did say this. He says, yet it was good for you to share in my troubles. Paul said... I have needs. But I'm not needy. But it was good for you. That you would share my troubles. In other words he's saying. Thanks for the offering. I'm not begging for, for money. I'm not begging for offering. But I sure appreciate your help. I sure appreciate you helping me in my troubles. Sharing with me the load. Verse 15 says, Moreover, as, as you Philippians know, in the early days of our acquaintance, of your acquaintance with the gospel, when I set out for Macedonia, not one church shared with me in the matter of giving and receiving, except you only. For even when I was in Thessalonica, you sent me aid more than once when I, had, when I was in need. Verse 17, Paul's reaffirming his heart. He said, not that I desire your gift. What I desire more is what's accredited to your account. So I've received my payment in full. And I have more than enough. I'm amply supplied now that I've received this, this uh, from, from Aphrodite, the gift that you sent me. Mul on nüüd kõik ja küll, aga mu käed sai täis, kui ma... Here's a name you might consider for your, your baby. 
Siin on üks tore nimi, mille sa võid oma lapsel nimeks Epaphroditus. He'd probably be the only kid in school with that name, so that'd be really cool. I don't know if your wife would agree with that, but you could talk to her about it. <laughs> You're talking to Christian? <laughs> no. Ah, Tauri, ah, that's like cool. Thank you, Freddie. Just be my interpreter, not my uh, conscience. Okay, and uh, verse 18. Uh, it said, I have, uh, okay. I have received the full payment and have more than enough. I am amply supplied now that I have received from Amphrodite the gift you sent as uh, the, they are a fragrant offering, acceptable sacrifice and pleasing to God. Mul on nüüd kõik ja küll, aga mu käed sai täis, kui ma epafroditiselt võtsin vastu teie pool, sa anni healetna soodsa ofrina, mis on Jumalale meelepärane. And my God will meet all your need according to his riches and glory in Christ Jesus. Küll mu Jumal täidab kõik teie vajadased oma rikkust mööda kirkusega Kristuses Jeesuseks. That's an awesome verse. Amen. That's a verse you should know. Thank God that when we put God first, we can know and trust that he's going to meet all our needs. When we help others, we can expect to be helped. Paul said, you're the only church that understood this, this sowing and reaping thing. You're the only church who partnered with me in this way. And as you blessed me, you were blessed. And this is how it works. Now, can you imagine Paul? He's traveled all over the world at this point. All the known world. All over the known world at that time. He's gone everywhere to the Gentiles preaching the gospel. And only the church... And Philippi was the faithful, faithful supporter of Paul. Thousands upon thousands of people are now saved and going to heaven because of Paul. But only the church at Philippi was a faithful supporter. So I want you to see what's going on right now in Paul's life. And, and a, this is a very difficult time for Paul. Paul is, is, is uh, you know, struggling and, and towards the end of things. And in the Philippian church, they've renewed their relationship in helping him. They've sent Epaphroditus to come and to, to bring a financial gift and to be there as a support. Send him with a financial gift and to be a support. And so they, they, they earned Paul's trust here because of their faithfulness to help him. And Paul, he let them in on a secret. He said, I, I want to tell you the secret. I want to tell you how I can be content no matter what's going on. Now you don't tell your secret to your enemies or to strangers. Or at least you shouldn't. <laughs> Some people got big mouths, but that's another story. But you should tell your secrets 
to the ones that you love. You tell your secrets to your friends. And so he's writing to them as friends, as ones that he loves. And he says, you know, I, I'm, I'm going to tell you how I do this. I want you to, to be able to get through life like I get through life. No matter what. No matter what need I have, I'm content. I have peace. I have a confidence inside. Because I know my future is going to be better than I am right now because he's with me. And no matter what I have to go through, he's here with me. And I'm never alone. He's with me. I always have help because he's with me and so he makes his needs known to them he says yes I've got needs but I'm not needy and so that you know when, when they sent him that gift what he's saying is I really needed that that really helps because I, I, I was wondering what was going to happen I was wondering what, how I was going to pay for this trial and so thank you for the help I needed that help thank you for sending Epaphroditus I needed his support and even though Paul's needs are great here. He focuses less on the needs than he does on the supply and the supplier. Paul's focus was never on his needs. He says, yeah, I got needs. Yes, this is not easy. But my focus isn't on my needs, my focus is on my supplier. I'm looking to the supply, not to the need. And so this is how Paul is living his life. And, and his need right now is probably greater than it's ever been. But he's focused on Jesus. He says in the, the trial of my life, he gives me strength. And I know that as he has supplied for me, he's going to supply for me. This is a happy and upbeat letter. Paul's not saying, man, it's been a long road. You know, he's not saying, man, I can't wait to go ahead and get this trial finished and just go be with the Lord. That's what I just want to do. I hope you guys are going to be okay without me because I'm just giving up. That's not his letter. He's saying, I can do all things because he's with me. All my needs have always been met because he's been with me. And now God is going to supply your needs too. I think in our lives we need to make a decision. We need to make a decision on what side we're going to live our lives. Are we going to live our lives focused on the needs? Are we going to live our lives focused upon the supply? 
Are we going to be looking at what we lack? Kas me keskendume ainult sellele, mis meil puudu on? Or are we going to be looking at what's coming? Me vaatame selle peale, mis on tulemas. I'm telling you, it's hard to live in faith if all you're doing is looking at your lack. If you're just writing a list of all your needs, it's going to look a whole lot bigger. It's going to be hard to get into faith when all you're thinking about is what you don't have and not being thankful for what you do have. We need to live on the supply side. That's my point. I want you to live on the supply side, not the need side. And Paul lived on the supply side. In his spiritual walk with the Lord, he never complained about what he didn't have. He was always looking for what he did have. And he did not focus on his needs. He knew his needs would be met by the supply. That's how he could be this man of faith that went anywhere and did anything for God. He kept his eyes on the supply. He kept his trust in Jesus Christ that he was with him. And so this is where we want to live our lives. We want to live in the, the, the viewpoint of supply. And when somebody comes to you and, and, and starts asking about all your need, but how can you live without this and how could you survive without that? And, you know, don't you wish you had what I have? And you need to just say, man, I've got this and I've got this and I've got this. You know, it's not about what I don't have, it's what I do have that makes me happy. And I know that in my future, my supplier is going to supply for me. I'm going to have more than enough. It's, it's coming, it's on the way. And so maybe I don't have what you have, but I am happy. You need to be content with whatever you have. Don't be comparing to one another. This is where a lot of people get into trouble. It's when you start comparing your shirt to his shirt and said, I wish I had little white specks. And I, I wish I had like little bracelet on with little beads all over my wrist. And I wish I had a little watch that told me how fast my heart was beating too. And so you can start looking at everything that other people have. That you don't have. And you can start feeling like, well, I just don't I don't have anything. I'm, nobody, I, come on. Nobody cares about me. Well, when you're, you've got your clothes, you got your shoes. Yeah, I'm looking fine. I just don't have what he has. But he has his supply. And I have my supply. Amen. Amen. I need to be happy with who I am. I need to be thankful for what God has done. Not looking at what I don't have. But being thankful for what I do have. Amen. This is how we can be 
content in life. And so God is never going to put you at a place in your life where you have no needs. Well, if I just get enough faith, I'll get to a point I have no more needs. It's not going to happen. That's, that's never God's promise. God didn't say if you have enough faith, you have no need. He says if you have faith, I'll meet your needs. Because you'll always have needs. You'll need to eat today, but you'll need to eat tomorrow too. You'll still have needs. You're going to need relationships. You're going to need people. And so we have needs in our lives. And there will always be needs. But God will always supply. And so stop focusing on your lack and just look to the supplier. And when you begin looking at things from the supply side and not from the need side, you're going to get to a place where you start having a inner confidence. You're going to begin to have an inner strength knowing I'm going to be okay. I'm going to be content. I'm going to be thankful. I I know that God is with me. And and you can't take that away. When you begin to think on this level, you're not going to be complaining about what you don't have. You're going to put a smile on your face for what you do have. Because there will be people who look at you and wish they had what you have. There's people that look at you and wish they lived in your country. There's people that look at you and wish that they could wear what you wear. Wish they could eat what you eat. So stop looking at the, you know, the richest person on your street and thinking, I don't have anything. Start being thankful for what you have. Knowing that God is the one who supplies all your needs. He's the one that gives you the ability to prosper. He gives you the strength. He gives you the ideas. He gives you the, the, the ability to produce wealth. And just know that no matter what comes, no matter how difficult it gets, you're coming through. Amen. Amen. I'm coming through. It doesn't matter how, how big the, the need is, I'm coming through. Amen. Look to God for the answers instead of looking at, at your life and the problems. And so Paul, he said he learned a secret of being content. And even in the time of his greatest need, Paul is content. And he said, I'm not asking you for anything. I'm sure I'm thankful you sent it. I'm not asking you to do anything for me, but wow, you guys are awesome. 
Ma ei palu, et te teeksite midagi minu heaks praegu, aga te tõete vägevad ikkagist. Thank you for helping me. Aitäh teile, et te aitasite mind. Thank you for supplying. Aitäh, et te varustasite. And you know, Paul, he wasn't the richest guy on the street. Paulus ei olnud oma tänava kõige rikkam mees. But I think he was one of the happiest guys on the street. Aga ma arvan, et oli oma tänava üks rõõmsamaid inimesi. He said, I don't need all this, all I need is him. All I need is my Lord and my Savior doing what he's told me to do. And I'm content. If, I'm just, if I could just fulfill the call on my life, man, what a blessing. And so Paul, he's living on a whole nother level than what most people are living. I'm sure he's the only one that was going through this, these kind of things that, that, that had a positive attitude. But you can get through anything. And you need to know that no matter how difficult your season is, you can break through and you can go into a new season. You can get the victory if you'll just keep your confidence and look to God. Now sometimes it might not happen exactly when you want it to happen. I don't know about you, but I've had things I've been believing God for for years and they still haven't happened. Doesn't mean they're not going to happen. They just haven't happened yet. Right? I'm still believing God. They're going to happen. God is going to come through for me. And I'm going to come through the situation. And when I do, I'm going to celebrate. Because I know it is Him and not me. Right? And so we're coming through. We're going to come through this season. But just know that in every season of your life, that he is your supplier. Just say this. Say in every season of my life, he is my supplier. Amen. He is. He is all that you need him to be. And you need to look to him to be your supplier daily. But as we look at this, and you see Paul making all these great statements, you could miss Paul's message. And I think a lot of the church has. You could miss Paul's message if you only read the two good verses. Verse 13 and verse 19. The two verses everybody knows. I can do all things through Christ who gives me the strength. Like Paul's about to bench 250 kilos. And I can do all things through Christ who gives me the strength. Like he's just rocking it. And nothing's going to stop him. Put it on a shirt. 
cut off the slaves, and I can do all things That's not really what he's saying. <laughs> no, I think it's cool if you got it on a shirt and you're doing that. Awesome. <laughs> But don't miss Paul's message. Where is he writing this from? What's going on in his life? What is he struggling with? What's he fighting? What's happening right now? He has more on him, pressure-wise, than probably any of us in this room. And don't miss the context in which this was written. Because if you just pull out that he's my strength, and if you just pull out verse 19 and say, he supplies all my needs, not according to me, but according to him. Those are awesome verses. Every Christian should know those verses. I stand on those verses. I'm not making fun of those verses. We need those verses. But remember where they're written from. And I guarantee you it's going to make those verses have power in your life. That I can do, no matter what I lack, I can do all things through Christ Jesus who strengthens me. Don't tell me what I don't have, I'll tell you what I do have. He gives me the strength. He will supply all your needs according to his riches and glory through, through Christ Jesus. This is ours. This is available to all who would believe. And so here Paul, he has great lack. And he is declaring God's strength. And he's preaching about God's supply. And 13, he's saying, my God strengthens me. And by the time he gets to 19, he's like, and he's going to supply all your needs too, glory to God. <laughs> I mean, he's building himself up as he's writing this letter. He's building them up as he writes this letter. You know my lack. You know what I'm struggling with. You know what I'm going through. That's why you sent the gift and you sent Aphrodite. That's why he's here, because you know what I'm going through. But man, I'm strong. And my needs are fully supplied. I'm lacking nothing in this world. Thank you for your gift. But I lack nothing. And I can do all things. Because he's with me and he's strengthening me every day of my life. 
This isn't coming from the rich guy that's living in the castle on the hill with 75 servants. And see, ei tule mingisuguse jõuka inimese käes, kes elab künka otsas loisis ja tal on mingi kaksis teenrit. This is coming from a guy who's lost everything and is in prison. See tuleb kellegi käes, kes on kõigest ilma jäänud ja kes pesitseb vangast praegu. And he's going to die. Ja on suuremas. Remember, your problem is probably not as bad as Paul's. And there's so many times that I talk to Christians who don't really have problems. But they're crying. And they're sad. And they're mad. They're mad at God. They're mad at people. Because something didn't go their way. Wow, really? Päriselt. Really? Päriselt. Are we so weak that we're just going to give up all that God's given to us just when something doesn't go our way? Now, if you're feeling emotionally weak and you're going through something, I'll pray for you. I'll believe God for clarity and I'll believe God to, to heal your heart and get you back to see things right. But don't think I'm going to feel sorry for you. I love you. I'm not going to feel sorry for you. I'll pray for you. But I'm not going to cry a tear for you. Because the truth is, you are so blessed. We are blessed people. We've got a great God that we serve. We've got a great church that we come to. We've got people around us who will support us and love us. We live in a country where nobody died today because there was a bomb dropped. There's food in our grocery stores. We've got nothing to really complain about. So shake off the dust. And remind yourself of what Paul reminded himself of daily. I'm so blessed. I'm so blessed. Look at all I've been able to do with my life. And I've even got to come to Rome and I'm preaching to all these people here. <laughs> he even writes in the letter, he said, and all the family here sends greetings back to you, you Philippian people. What was that code for? There's Christians in Rome too. I'm here. There's Christians in Rome too. And your family here sends greetings to the family there. Paul's loving life. Paul's having fun. People getting saved. Lives are being changed. And you look at him and he's got so many problems. And he said, no, I've got a supplier who, man, you just don't know. I've got a strengthener that, man, I just can't explain it. I've got so much in me and so much on me and so much around me. I, I, 
I'm, I'm at last for words. Minus on nii palju ja minu üle on nii palju ja minu ümber on nii palju, et, et ma, ma, ma ei suuda mul pole sõnub. And yes, I have needs. Ja, ja, mul on vajadusi. But I'm not asking for nothing. Aga ma ei küsisin praegu midagi. Because I choose not to be needy. Sest ma otsustan mitte olla kinni oma vajadusi. I'm going to be satisfied in whatever situation I'm in in life. Ma ei, ma ei rahuldatud, mis iganes olukorras ma olen. Because I've been happy and I've been... And I've had plenty and I've had lack. And I I I have have plenty to eat and I've been starving. And in every situation I've been in. He's my supplier. He gives me confidence. I found the key to having contentment in life. And so Paul is declaring these things. He's been betrayed. He's been imprisoned. For really no reason at all. He's, he's been forgotten about. People forgot that he was even alive. <laughs> he's been broke. Uh, uh, broken, like uh, he, uh, financially, he lacking. <laughs> uh, you know, and, and he says, "My God is my strength." <laughs> because he still knows that he is Yahweh Yireh. Amen. He's Yahweh who supplies all my need according to his riches and glory. And I know that Yahweh is going to supply all your need according to his riches and glory. Amen. As long as he still serves God, he's fine. And he knows that God is going to supply. Say, God's my supplier. Know that he will always supply for you. And get off of your little sad place and say, no, I'm not going to stay there. I'm coming to a thankful place. My God is with me. And he will strengthen me. And he will supply. Now I have some needs. But I'm not needy. Amen. Amen. I've got needs. But you don't ever hear me standing up in front of you crying like a little needy baby. I'm going to keep a positive message. And I'm going to keep my eyes on my supplier. And you watch and you'll see what God's going to do in my life. You keep your eyes on God. Everybody around you will watch and see what God does in your life. Because when you're looking for the supply, you will find the supply. When you're looking at lack, you're going to find lack. I want you to be finding more supply for your life. And so forget about your need. As far as the, taking the pressure of it on yourself. Just know that you have a supplier who will meet all your need according to his riches. Paul learned that people cannot meet his needs. He learned to be happy even having needs. He learned to be happy even though people forgot about him. I 
I think for us, we need to stop putting all our needs on somebody else to meet. Ma mõtlen seda, et me peaksime lõpetama ära, et me paneme oma vajaduste täitmise inimeste õlgedele. But you're the one Aga sina oled see who needs to meet my needs. Sina peaksid täitma vajadused. Your boss, oma ülemuse peale, your husband, your wife, oma abikaasa peale, your friend, oma sõbra peale, church member, kogudusliikme peale, pastor, pastori peale. Now as your pastor, there's needs in your life that I can meet. And I'm happy to do it. But I can't meet all your needs. As your husband or wife, they're going to meet some needs in your life. But they're not going to meet all your needs. Your boss can meet some needs in your life. But he's not going to meet all your needs. Right? Right? So stop putting all your hope on one person or one family and say, it's up to you to make me happy. And if you're not making me happy, then if you sit on that side of the church, then I'm going to sit on this side of the church. And I'm going to teach you a lesson. And I'm never going to forgive you. What? Really? This happens in church, folks. This happens where people get offended. Because they had an expectation from somebody and that person didn't meet that expectation. Well, then I'm just going to... I'm not going to I won't even look at you. Right? Oh, oh boy, we're really showing them now, aren't we? That, that's really putting you in a better place now, isn't it? Stop putting your, your supply on, on the other people's shoulders, saying, okay, you need to supply for me, and you need to supply, and you need to... And stop saying, God, you're my supplier. You're all I need. You're, you, you strengthen me. You supply everything. I, I have no, no will wants. All I want you. And then you meet all my needs. And then I look to you. And there you are supplying again. And who's he going to use? People. God will use people. But I'm looking to God, not to the people. I'm not looking to you to make me happy. But some of you made me really happy. Some of you make me smile. Some of you have blessed me in my life. And I'm so thankful for what God's doing in your life. But I look to God. I'm not looking to you. And just because you did it this week, I'm not going to come back next week and say, but... You know, where's that 20 this time? Hmm. No, really? Not this week? Well, then I'm not talking to you. Stop it. Look to God, not to people. Look to God, not to people. Paul looked to God. And if, if, if you will learn to look to God to meet your needs, 
Ja kui sa õpid Jumala peale vaatama ja tema teidaks sinu vajadused, you're going to be happy siis sa saad olla and content ja and supplied ja, ja sul võib-olla kogu varustus and confident ja kindlus satisfied ja oled täielikult rahuldatud this is the kind of life that you and I should want to live. Because then we're going to be stable. And we're going to be the kind of people that other people want to be around. Because there's no pressure to be anybody when I'm with you. I don't only need to be with you when I'm happy or I only want to be with you when I'm sad. I can be whoever I am. Because you're not expecting anything from me. And I'm not expecting anything from you. We could just be real. Let's serve our God. Because he's all we need. But let's do this together. God will use people. We need one another. We need church. Don't think you can run away from church and just have your own relationship. Because you start isolating yourself and all you're doing is blocking the the way that God can meet your needs. You need to be looking to meet other people's needs, not just focusing on yourself and your little needs. You know one of the things that makes me happy is when I can help somebody else with their needs. And you don't need to be a millionaire to help somebody else. You could just be kind. You could just give them your time. You could just do things for people. To help meet their needs. Man, this is, this is what the body of Christ is all about. And so we need to get to a place that, that we could just trust God. And not look to people. We just need to say, God, you are going to be, be my supply. And you will bring people in my life to do it. And, you know, some people say, well, you know, all I need is God. Don't take this message and, and say that I said that. All I need is God. That sounds really holy. But God is sitting in heaven saying, <laughs> You need people. You need one another. You need the church. Because through the church, God is going to get his blessing into your life. Amen. Amen. And so we need one another. And we need him. To bring people into our lives. And so we're not looking to people, we're just looking to him. But we're inviting people into our lives. I want to invite people into this church and into our family. That they would come into this place and they would feel so at home here. That they'd feel accepted here. That they would feel like this is a place that they could grow and become 
who God wants them to be. And listen, I, I've told you this before, but I'm not the one that makes them feel like that. You guys are the ones that make people feel that way. It's not how the pastor treats them, it's how the people treat them. Now I try to shake everybody's hand every meeting that we're in. And if I'm lucky, I might be able to do it twice. At the beginning and the end. You know, so, so I, I love to, to be kind. But sometimes... I'm talking to somebody and somebody walks past me and I'm like, oh, I missed them. And so if I didn't get a chance to talk to them and nobody else talked to them, then they probably won't be coming back again. We need to be doing our best to supplying the needs of others and stop looking at all our needs. Instead of complaining, well, nobody, no, I went to church today, nobody talked to me. I stood in the back and drank coffee and nobody came to see me. That's not a friendly place. Well, who did you talk to? Why don't you go talk to somebody? Stop thinking about yourself and start looking around the room to somebody else who's just standing there drinking coffee. Because there's always going to be somebody who maybe is not talking. You can say, hey, what's your name? Good to see you in church. What do you think of today's message? You know, and hopefully it's a good thing. <laughs> But, but you know, talk to them. And then you could leave church thinking, yeah. I was able to bless somebody. I was able to cheer somebody up. I was able to give somebody a good word. And it's not about what people did to me. It's about what I could do for others. We're, uh, hopefully, if we have time, uh, we're going to see that Paul, this is how Paul lives his life. <laughs> He's looking to others and not to himself. He's not complaining about, you know, the other churches. He just said, well, you know, you're the only one. You already know that. That you're the only one who's ever shared with me. You're the only one that has helped me with this financial burden like you did. I'm so glad you did. He's not writing all the churches that he's started and all the people that he's, he's brought to the Lord and saying, but they never did it, and they never did it, and they never did it. And let me give you a list of the people that I've met in Greece. You wouldn't believe all these people I brought to the Lord. And then I went to Turkey. Look at this and this and this. They know, what are they doing? I don't know what they're doing. Why, why won't they give to me? I don't know, they just forgot about me. How many know some people would have looked at that and got mad? Because of everything that didn't happen. 
Instead of being thankful for the thing that did happen. I'm so thankful that you guys gave me that gift. And I know my God is going to supply all your needs just like he's supplying all mine. One offering. He's a happy guy. No offering. He's a happy guy. I'm just going to do everything I can do for God until the day I die. And I know he's with me and I know he's going to help me. And he's always looking to others. He's always looking to others. And Paul is, is, is speaking of God's supply from a place of hurt. Because you know that he was hurting over there. He didn't complain about it, but you know it hurt him. Here's a man who gives him a gives his life to tell people about Jesus. And no one even bothers to help him. And so you know that that it doesn't feel good. Just like people that have turned their back on you or forgot about you. I mean, as long as you're happy and you're at the party, man, they're loving it. You know, they want to be with you. But as soon as you kind of isolate yourself and things go down and, you know, they just forget about you and go on to somebody else. It hurt that Philippians were the only ones that would be there. But he didn't let that impact his life. Amen. You're going to have hurts. You're going to have people turn their back on you. You're going to have times where, where, where you're going to have need and nobody. it's going to seem like nobody even cares. Because I've had those days. A church full of people and I feel like nobody cares. Well, maybe not Wednesday night full of people. but <laughs> Maybe someday Wednesday nights will be full of people. <laughs> but you know what I'm saying. People all around me and I feel all alone. Because nobody understands. Nobody cares. You been there? You felt me? Right? I mean, I, I've been there. And I'm just like, man. Everybody wants me and nobody wants to help me. They want my help, but nobody helps me. Here, the Philippians, they're the only ones to invest back into Paul. And, and, and in his time of need, they did everything they could to be there. He's so thankful. He's so happy for what they've done. He needed this. You know, and, and anybody wants to ride with you when you've got a nice car. But I want the person who's want to ride with me when I have to take the bus. Right? 
I want the person that's going to be with me even when the things aren't going well. Ma tahan, et minu korraks need inimesed, kes on nii-öelda valmis minema minu kära edasi ka siis, kui, kui mul ei lähegi käesti. And you and I both know the people that are there for you in your greatest time of need, they're the people you'll never forget. Ja me teame, et need inimesed, kes on sinuga kõige suurema vajaduse keskel, on need, keda, keda sa ei unusta kunagi. The people that took the middle <coughs> excuse me the people that took the middle of their night to come and be with you to help you in your need those are the people that you'll always remember amen amen be those people be those people for somebody else our, our focus should not just be on me our focus should be on you we should be looking at other people to help Paul's looking at other people to help and, and, and so, so here um, oh, I'm running out of time but um, <laughs> verse 14 he said, even so, you have done well, and it is right of you to share with me in my present difficulty. Paul said, you've done what you could, and I really appreciate that. He valued what they could do. And they di- he did not resent them for what they could not do. He didn't say, you know, thanks for the offering, but I just want to get out of here. Why didn't you send somebody to bring me home? You know, why didn't you just bring a camel and let's get out of here? You guys are just planning to leave me here? Just throw some cash at me and think I'll be fine? No, he's not complaining about what they didn't do. He said, but you've done well. It was right. It was right that you shared with me. You guys are awesome. Thank you. And so here he's coming from a place of a thankful heart for anything that anybody would do. Skip down to verse 18. He says this. He said, I've received payment in full. I have more than enough. I'm amply supplied now that I've received from Aphrodite this gift that you sent. <coughs> they are a fragrant offering, an acceptable sacrifice. Now they could not be everything for Paul. But they did their part. But, but they did their part. They could not be everything that he needed, but they did their part. But who was everything for Paul? His Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ. Right? Jesus was everything. But he was thankful for them being used by God. Thank you for your part. But he's the one that I'm trusting in. I'm trusting in him to continue to bless me and also bless you. And, and then Paul, he, he's, he's displaying how content he is in every situation. And if you listen to his heart here uh, in this difficult time, remember this is one of the most difficult parts of his life. He's not complaining. 
but he's concerned for other people. Aga ta muretseb teist inimeste pärast. He's not saying why doesn't anybody help me? He's saying, "Now how can I help y'all?" Go with me to Philippians chapter 2. This this is this is this is his heart. When he when he looked for for uh, to help other people. It helped him to focus on the supply and not the needs. It helped him to focus on the one who would give not, not what, what he did not have. And so he's looking to God to be the supplier. And then in Philippians chapter 2 and verse 25. He said this, but I think it is necessary to send back Aphrodite, my brother, my co-worker, my fellow soldier, also who, who is your messenger whom you sent to take care of my needs. He said, man, this guy is my brother. He's my co-worker. We're doing this together. He's been my support. He's a fellow soldier in the army of God. He said, but I think it's necessary now for me to send him back. Verse 26, for he longs for all of you and it's distressed him because you heard that he was ill. So Aphrodite, uh, he's in trouble and, and he needs to go home. And so he said, you sent him here and he did what you, what you wanted him to do. He was my help. And now I'm going to send him back to you. And so Paul, he's at this place where they're eventually going to rule his death. And he is not really concerned about himself. He's concerned about this other guy who's there helping him in the church. He's not saying, can you send five more people because I just really need support. <laughs> it looks like this is not going so well. No, he said, you know what, I'm, I'm going to send the boy back. Thank you for sending him to help me. But now we're, he's, it's time for him to go back to you and be with you. Paul had this heart where he's always looking to help somebody. Paul is at this place that you know, he's, he's, his own life is on the line. And though he has needs, he's more focused on their needs than on his needs. Amazing. I love the man's heart. But listen, this is why he could be who he was. This is how Paul was able to be content in every situation. He was always looking to help others. He was looking to see what the Lord would do through him. Not what the Lord would do for him. You know, I need this and I need that and God and this and God and that. No, he just said, Lord, what can I do to bless people today? 
Today, what can I do to be a blessing? That would be an amazing prayer for you to pray every day. And mean it from your heart. God, what can I do today to be a blessing? God, give me an opportunity to help somebody. Give me an opportunity to speak something to somebody's life. Give me an opportunity to spend some time with somebody and just plant some seeds. God, use me today. That's Paul. That's how Paul lived his life. Not just when things are good, when things are bad. And so he's saying, I've learned the secret. I've learned the secret. I've learned the secret. God's provision is always more than enough. God's provision is so good. And it doesn't matter if I have lots of needs or I have no needs. If I'm rich or poor. If I'm hungry or full. I trust my God. I trust my God. He's going to come through tomorrow. And he's going to come through the next day. And I'm going to live with hope and I'm going to live with faith until the day I die. Until the day they take my voice. I'm going to keep speaking for the Lord. That should be the way we choose to live our lives. This is the secret. Paul is displaying in the book of Philippians. He's displaying the secret of being content in every situation. He, he knew he was doing the will of God. He knew he was doing the will of God. And he trusted God to be with him every day. Amen. That should be you. Do the will of God. And trust God to be with you every day. Amen. Amen. Would you stand with me? I want to pray over you tonight before we go. Hallelujah. Father, I love you. Thank you for your church. Thank you for, for blessing each and every one of us every day. Lord, I pray that you would open up our eyes today and help us to see the many blessings that we have in our lives. The blessing that we have to be a part of this church. The blessing that we have to live in this country. The blessing that we have for, for all of our material needs.